Talking about the things that matter most to you. Today's Catholic Women. Catholic Women Now with Julie Nelson and Chris McGruder is underwritten by Farm Bureau agent Cindy Schulte, a licensed representative of Blue Cross Blue Shield of Iowa, cindyschulte.com, and Fred Haas. Over 30 years helping injured Iowans recover losses from accidents and work-related injuries. Fred Double D, Haas Double A. Good morning, everybody, and thank you for joining us today. I'm Julie Nelson. And I'm Chris Magruder. Welcome to the coffee table. That's right, and this is truly a coffee table today because we are going, what Chris and I fondly say, unplugged. It's kind of like a take on rock bands when they don't use their instruments and go acoustic. We're going acoustic here with no <laughs> guests and doing the show ourselves. That's right. And we got a great topic for the season of Advent. Hope. 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 As defined by the Catechism, it's that theological virtue by which we desire the kingdom of heaven and eternal life as our happiness on and on. There's more to it. But. Well, well, and, you know, we're going to get into a couple of things about hope and optimism. Are they the same? Mm-hmm. And sometimes I think we lump those two together. And what is the difference? And I think also we got a great thing from St. Francis, or St. Francis, Pope Francis, talking about how we find hope in our nativity sets that we have sitting out this time of year, <laughs> which sometimes I go look at it and say, like, okay, I forget that's there sometimes. You know? Yeah, you know what? I, I love to put my nativity sets together because I get to be hands-on with it. You know, it kind of uh, takes me there. So yeah. I have one in every room. Oh! I, I have one. It matches. Wow. Okay. Vain girl here. It matches my <laughs> decor. Each one matches the decor of that room. <laughs> well, I actually, as I'm thinking about it, I, not in every room, but in my main sitting rooms where people uh, gather, I do as well. My favorite one is my outdoor nativity scene. I love that. Okay, I love that. Tell the listeners what you do with the three kings. Oh, the, <laughs> <laughs> so my three kings are way off to the east of the nativity set, and I move them every week closer and closer. So by <laughs> epiphany, they're there. <laughs> See, but, I, I but, love that. But my three kings are probably about three feet tall, and they're right outside my window of my <laughs> dining room, and I'll walk in there, and I'll, look, and I'll jump because like, oh, there's somebody looking in. <laughs> it's the elves. Oh, no, it's the three kings. <laughs> it's the three kings. Okay, they're traveling afar. <laughs> no, I'm just imagining how fun it would be to live at your house at Christmas time, Julie. Well, I, I did it with our nativity set when the kids were little, and one year I was cleaning out a drawer, like in July, and I found a white. <laughs> do you think you're, the people who drive by your house or your neighbors kind of wonder what you're doing every year? They just I don't, don't know. <laughs> it's like playing Barbies, yeah. you know, but they're much larger well, and don't with you, the nativity. Don't you remember playing the, with the nativity set your parents when you were little? Like, you know, like little yes. place, like little, uh, what it? Fisher Price people, yes. you know, like, oh, hey, Joseph, you're home. I have dinner for you. <laughs> <laughs> oh, baby Jesus is crying. Can you pick him up? I don't think I did that so much, but okay. <laughs> Okay, so I am the weird lady on the end of the street. (laughs) That's right. Well, should we start with prayer? Yeah, let's do. Hail Mary, full of grace, the Lord is with thee. Blessed art thou among women, and blessed is the fruit of thy womb, Jesus. Holy Mary, Mother of God, pray for us sinners, now and at the hour of our death. Amen. Amen. In the Father, and the Son, and the Holy Spirit. Well, also, listeners, if you're listening in, you have an idea for us, text us your comments or questions. We're at 515 Two two three one one five zero, and now you can text during the show. Although our screen doesn't look like it's up right now, so apologize. It'll probably be up here soon. Um, oh, 
Julie's helping me out here. Sweetie. Nope, it's not up. Yep, nope. Okay, well, text us anyway. There's other people that can bring those in to us as well. If you have any questions or comments you want to give us, we'll, we'll take those if, we, if, they, if they bring them to us here, yes, I guess. Yes. <laughs> and we want to say thank you to Cindy Schulte of Farm Bureau Financial Services, good friend of ours. She is a great woman who helps underwrite Catholic women now, and she's an authorized independent agent. She and her team provide health care options from Wellmark Blue Cross Blue Shield of Iowa, and she makes insurance simple for you. She's definitely committed to helping you prepare for the future and protect what matters most and can help you through all your stages of life. You can find Cindy on the web at cindyschulte.com or 515-226-2111. Always easy to remember that one. That is easy. Yes. yes. It kind yes. of gets stuck in your head, which is good. Uh-huh. That's 2111. Well, today we're talking about hope. And this is the season of hope. We talk about we as we wait in joyful hope and understanding the difference between hope and optimism. As we mentioned earlier, I think we, you know, hope is not just when things are going well. Mm-hmm. And I think that's an important part. But we listen to Father, our favorite, one of our Father favorite Michael priests, Father Mike Schmitz, about his little talk on hope. And he had some good things and where that kind of... This kind of overarches everything we're going to go into later. Yeah, and we're also going to kind of talk about how we try to live out hope and then some uh, ideas for how to be a beacon of hope. So stay tuned, um, but let's kind of get into how do, we, how do we look at hope, you know, as far as waiting in joyful hope. You know, you have to live with joy, and you need hope to be able to live with joy in That's this right. season. That's right, to have joy, you need hope. Well, I, you know, the interesting thing that Father Mike said that I didn't expect to go is faith. You have to have faith, and that faith is not just believing in certainties of our faith and and um, propositions of our faith, but it's actually having a relationship mm-hmm. with God. That yes. is the first step into step, you know, finding that hope is having that faith. When you have and, a relationship with God, you become convicted on things. You become convicted in those things that are those beliefs that we're supposed to have, and then. You know, when you're when you're convicted of something, you want to live it out more, and it's easier also to have that hope if you're convicted of God's ways. It also is. It also lends itself you know, to trust Him, and when we begin to trust Him, then the hope comes rushing yeah. in as well. All these virtues are connected: the they faith, are. Yes. the trust, the hope. Yes, absolutely, it is. And hope is this trust extended to the future. And what is that future? It's the kingdom of God. It's mm-hmm. eternity. And, and, you know, but the hope can happen in the now here on earth Absolutely. as well. Well, the kingdom of heaven is here on earth, right, too. Right. The kingdom of God is here on right. earth. So it's, in this life and the next. And that's in scripture, too. Yes. In Matthew, the kingdom of God is here on earth, too. So, I, you know, so it's not about I'm optimistic that things will just turn out. Like, oh, I hope I pass this test or I hope I get a parking place. Yeah, that close. positive thinking. Yes, yes. Yeah, which is really, not, it's not grounded in anything, Julie. No. And I think that's what happens is when you're grounded in the eternal, in, in our God, that's that's when you can be convicted and that's when hope comes. It's not just wishful thinking. I'm going to think positively, kind of gut it out. White knuckle it right. or, you know, fake it till you make it right. you know, kind of right. thing. But I also, you know, I love what you said about that because, you know, when we put our hope in things that are not of God, it's not going to turn out, but we need to put our hope into things of that are our hope into God because he can carry it. Right. The other, you know, that goes back to that relationship. Mm-hmm. When you have a relationship with God, though, you want to please him. You want to do things his way. And you realize, gosh, his way actually works out. And I've, I'm happier, you know. And the relationship with him lifts us up. Mm-hmm. And it um, bears us up. And it gives us his strength and his power. So to stay with me, even when I'm not breathing anymore, which is, you know, mm-hmm. eternity, hopefully. Eternity is there for me. Yeah. Although I, or you'll I have, have that eternal breath. After purgatory, him. but yeah. <laughs> 
Well, he's with us even there. Yes. He is with us even there. Yeah. So that's a good thing for us as Christians. Mm -hmm. It doesn't have to be written just when things are going well for us, but it's something beyond that. Mm -hmm. And he's with us, you know, he's with us always in scripture as well. Yes. And scripture is God's word to us. Mm -hmm. It's his words. Not somebody made up these words or some ancient men. Mm-hmm. decided to write these words. These are God's words yeah. to us. It's his way of being with us. It's, Whenever we want to dig in, he's there. And, and it's, his, I, you know, I think of it as a love letter to us. The words of on scripture, a love letter to us, his loving yeah. care for us as a yeah. father. So, Well, before we go into different ways that, that we try to live out hope, let's talk about there's two extremes actually that go against hope that we have to be careful. That's right. And these are very important. And this is from the catechism. Mm-hmm. And uh, the things that can go wrong in these extremes. And those two are presumption and despair. Yeah. Presum- and, you know, I didn't understand that despair was the opposite of hope. I don't think I, I thought despair was just sadness a few years ago uh-huh. until I came to understand that despair is having no hope. No, having no hope. It's not having Jesus. Mm-hmm. You know, I think of that it's not having Jesus. I can't actually entrust myself and my weakness to the Lord because I don't believe that I don't walk, that he doesn't walk with me through mm-hmm. this, you know? Well, you know, and it's when you fall into despair, Julie, what happens? That's when you start hearing about people that are committing suicide because they really don't have anything to hang on to. Right. You know? So you got to trust yourself in Jesus because this is where hope is relational. Mm-hmm. This is where you it's know, relational. You and, know, and no matter what, no matter what you do, no matter what you do, I'm going to say that a third time, no matter what you do wrong, God will forgive you. Mercy. Yes. His mercy endures forever. Yes. And that's where hope comes from, too. Yeah. And he does. He forgives and he forgets. He doesn't look at you like, oh, you did that. No, no, it's done in his book. And then on the other side of that, though, is presumption. No, I think this is one where a lot yeah. of people can relate to. That's where here we are talking about God's mercy. But some people think, well, I can do anything. I don't and, really need God. I can do this on my own. Yeah, yeah. And God will forgive me, whatever. You know, yeah. there's that thought, too. Yeah. Forgive me no matter. I think that but, is important. But that too, takes but... him out of the relationship then. Well, it means we don't have to cooperate with him. Right. We can do this on our own. We don't uh-huh. need him. And but when we need him to get us into heaven, all of a sudden we want him there, right? That's well, presumption. Yes, yes, yes. And it, and that's not relational when we only need him when we want him. Right. Yeah, yeah. that's not relational. Yeah. So, so anyway. Careful, careful, right? Careful, careful, <laughs> yeah. We have to trust ourselves to the Lord in that relationship with him, truly. Even when it's hard. Um, so why brings, we hope? He what? brings he brings hope to our our present future here on earth and and in the life ahead of us that's right that's right heaven so why do we hope chris what are we why do you hope what is how has god worked for you oh gosh um you know what it's funny because i know we talked about a few different things um for me i mean there there are several but the first one i would go to is past experience why do i hope well first of all i can tell you personally i'm absolutely convicted that God really does love me, that he really does exist, um, and he really does want what's best for me. So that's where it starts. But from there then, I can go into, okay, so I you challenge that. You know, in my past experience of challenging that is, you know, I, I've had times where God has shown me that even when things go badly, um, that... And they will. And they will. They will. Um, and, and, you know, you have to suffer... God is usually working out a greater good. I've seen it. So my past experience tells me that I had a time when I got sick about 16, 17 years ago. And all my friends are like, why are you sick? You take such good care of yourself. Well, I took such good care of myself according to what the magazines told me I should do, you Uh know, kind of thing. But um, I ended up after 
you know, a few years of struggling, finding a doctor who was able to help me. And I learned so much about how to find true health. Mm -hmm. And it's a whole person thing. It's, you know, and um, luckily this, this man was Catholic and, you know, was able to talk to me about my spiritual side as well. But he taught me some things. And then through the years now, I have sent so many people to him. I mean, you know, with all sorts of ailments who have gotten better. And they're like, thank you. So you've been a hope to others. Yes. Yeah, so that past experience, um, for me, that's just one way, you mm-hmm. know, past experience. Other past experiences of watching other people, when they don't go to the Lord, how how um, their marriages break down, and actually they remain broken. Or the other friends who they go to the Lord, they do it the Lord's way, and they and they hope in Him, mm-hmm. and they heal. And they're some of the most beautiful marriages I've seen. So, you know, things like that, my past experiences say... This is a reason to hope. Right, right. You know, to right, lean on him. Right, right. Mm-hmm. Well, you know, for me, I, I was looking back on it, and God kind of just gave me baby steps of hope. And from the very beginning, you know, when I started getting serious about my faith and my reversion, we were moving from Indianapolis to Kansas City. I was seven months pregnant with our third child. We had one day to find housing in Kansas City, just one day before we had to go back to India. And it was hot, and I was tired. And we found a house, but it was so expensive, way out of our price range. But we had a family. We had to live in somewhere that we could you know, ra- raise our family for a year. And we went to lunch. And um, by chance, we met this realtor at lunch. And this realtor was asking about what we were doing. And we explained it. And she said, if you found a place there, you need to grab it. <laughs> that is a good deal. And you need to grab it. And she gave us hope. And we needed a phone book. And I was like, okay, I'm going to start praying a rosary. Mary, you got to help us here. We were at, this is back and when And you know the Holy before. Spirit sent her. Yes, yes. Yes. And so then we were pulled up to get gas. And this is before you had your cell phone and access and everything, which wasn't that <laughs> long were, ago, people. It wasn't very days. long ago. Those were the days. <laughs> and we needed a phone book to look up some services and things. And by golly, this guy pulled up with a truck. He was delivering phone books. I mean, I just like, I prayed this rosary and I looked up and there's this guy. I'm like, <laughs> okay, Lord, you're teaching me to trust. And then fast forward, I was on the floor of my bathroom in tears because I was miscarrying. And I had just had two, we had just had two miscarriages in the pre- previous three years. And I was bawling. It's like, Lord, I can't do this again. I can't emotionally. No, where, where in your life were you? Did you have other kids yet? Or was yeah, this, this the first? Was our, yeah, no, this was our fourth year. Okay. You well, okay. yeah. And I just, I said, I can't do this. This baby's got to live. I can't go through another loss. I just can't yeah. do this. I'm emotionally distraught. A friend calls me in my need and recommends the Pope Paul the Sixth Institute, Dr. Hilders. Within 24 hours, I was on hormonal support. And nine months later, we welcome into our arms our baby girl. And so that was hope. I love the fact that she called her Mary. Yeah. You know. Yeah. Well, you know, you were talking about those difficult times, which they are going to be. And hope helps us. Hope is knowing that Jesus is with us those times, those are moments of purification for us. They're purifying moments so that we can open our heart to the kingdom of God. Mm -hmm. So I think that's another part of hope. Yeah. And you know, and and God will give you signs um, that he's trying to work with you. I know when my brother-in-law passed away, we actually, um, you know, had set a divine chaplet of mercy and everything and um, not, not sure where he was in his walk kind of thing. But in the end, um, a priest came in and, and blessed him. And, um, he had a white cross that stayed on his forehead. Oh, and, that's and, beautiful. Yeah, my mother-in-law said, I know whose he is. And there was that hope that we all needed for him. Oh, you know? That's eternal hope. Yes. That's a true hope of yes. eternity. Yeah, sometimes yes. the Lord will do those things for yes, you. So. Yes, yes. Well, you know, he has given us this aspiration to be happy inside of us. And hope kind of activates that. It brings that together. I, I, um, 
I just love that. I mean, that's from the catechism mm-hmm. about he's created us for happiness and yes. hope is the way. Yeah. To and I think sometimes people say, oh, happiness, schmappiness, it's joy that we want. Well, yeah, we do. But, but happiness is a human side of us that, mm-hmm. that we need. And God knows that. And, and he, he allows for that, too. Of course, he made us. So he, kn- he knows. Right. Right. Well, so the other reason why I hope or another reason I should say why I hope is Jesus's word in Scripture is filled with hope, I filled know. with um, scriptures. And one of my favorites is 1 Peter 5, 7. Cast all your anxiety on him because he cares for you. I mean, that, that's, that's, that's hope right there. He cares for you. You know, anybody that cares for you is going to, you know, that truly loves you is going to try to help you. Well, he's God, you know, mm-hmm. so give him your worries and let him care for you. You know, you know that's when one you of my say favorites. that, I think about those times where we're feeling overlooked or unloved, or, you know, betrayed or something, and we think we're all alone. Yes. I think of that verse. Mm-hmm. That's for, you know, we're not alone. Yeah. God is with us. Jesus yeah. is right there with us. Yeah. He has, he knows where yeah. we're at. He knows yeah. us. He, and he knows we matter, we matter to him. And he says that in Jeremiah twenty nine eleven. this is so many, of my friends lean on this verse for, I know the plans I have yes. for you, says the Lord plans to prosper you and not harm you. That's when we kind of get wonder when sometimes we think, well, he's maybe trying to teach me a lesson. He doesn't want to harm you plans to give you a hope and yeah. a future. I, that's one of my favorite mm-hmm. ones too. A yeah. hope and a future. That's what his plan is. Yes. Yes, yeah. absolutely. Yeah. And for eternal life. Cause he wants to spend eternity with us. Yes. So the, yes. those, Going to the Bible, he's alive in that. Going to the Bible, you know, so that's another reason why I hope you can find that every day. If you have mm-hmm. a daily Bible or if you just go to your Bible daily, there's hope every day. And in, we must in those surrender words. to that. Yes. And there's a sense of, you know, letting go and surrendering and trusting. Yes. It's back yeah. to trusting, yeah. trusting the you Lord. You know, and I'm one of those people who at times I'll just flip open the Bible and say, what do you have to say to me, Lord? And I swear he, he gives me just what I need often. So you often. spin the wheel Bible. No, I don't do that often because I know we're not really supposed yeah. to dagger, but it is amazing to me that even my daily Bible that's broken up into the 365 days of the year, it, it'll be there that yeah. day, whatever it is that I need. Yeah, yeah that's, definitely. That is amazing that way. Yeah. Yeah. It's beautiful. I, I actually have a good friend, Marilyn Jerome. I'm going to, going to tell everybody about you, Mayor, gave me a box with just a box of scriptures in it. And she said, every day, just pull out one box of scripture and see what he has to say to you. And Oh my goodness. That was another one of those. And I wasn't intentionally daggering, but essentially I was. And, and I, every day it was like, wow, Marilyn, what a great gift that she and that's gave me. God's word to us. Hope. It's his love to us. Yes. You know, it's, it's he his, really does give it's us his, hope. Yeah. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah. Mm-hmm. That's right. He's not forsaken us in any way. Why else do you hope? Well, you know, one thing I, this season of Advent, um, it's the Eucharist. It's really in the mass. It's mm. really been coming to me this week. Um, I was, Monday, I think it was. Well, the reading had to do with Emmanuel. God is with us. And I was going up to in, in line to receive Jesus in Holy Communion. And it's just like came to me, Jesus, you're my hope. And I'm going to receive hope in me <laughs> through you. And it, it was just, it just struck me. And I got, wow. It's just like one of those moments where you want to start talking out loud to everybody around you. Did you know? Do you know what you're doing? Do you know what you're going to receive here? You know what? I know we were at different masses, but that's about the same time that the Holy Spirit tugged on my heart too to oh. say the same thing hey all right high five, high five sister <laughs> yeah high I think five, sister. he wanted us to to be reminded of emmanuel means god is with us that's right. what what better hope right what better hope yes yeah. and everything like we talked about yeah. before so absolutely so i so listeners we are gonna ask you suggest this that when you go to mass especially christmas mass mm-hmm. as you're preparing to go up and receive our lord because he's coming into you because we're receiving him to say, Jesus, you are my hope. Mm-hmm. And then continue that. 
Yes. Yeah, the masses. And you know, the, mass. the thing is, is they say that when you are uh, watching the priest in persona Christi, lifting up that host, and he says, this is my body, or this is my blood, those are the most powerful times to ask the Lord for something. And I know I, I, I beat that hard. <laughs> I, want my listeners, I want our listeners to know that, is that that's the most powerful time to ask for something. That's the most powerful time of the Mass if, if you have a need. You know that it's a moment of hope. Mm-hmm. It's a moment yes, of hope. Yes. And I'll tell you when it's I entrusting. To yes. Him. And when I go up for communion, Julie, and I receive, I'm usually asking him for something specific. And I sometimes it's not asking. Sometimes it's praising. And those are my better days. <laughs> <laughs> um, but, you know, or when I'm taking the cup, I always say I kind of give the cup away kind of slowly because I'm talking to him saying, I need this. Can you help this person? Can you help that person? <laughs> you know, <laughs> so, I can just see you. Yeah. Wait, 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 wait. I need another. Yes. I need another sip. Yes. I need another sip. <laughs> Because those are moments of hope, and it's yeah. why I like to go to daily mass is, mm-hmm. is to be it's able to fortifying, ask, you know, strengthening, right? Yes, right. Yes, it's yes. That that hope that you gave. Well, from I being did there. take Jesus home with me once on Mary's first communion, and we had these big, huge um, chalices, and it was hard for me to drink at it, and it dribbled over on my my jacket. So he kind of went home with me. <laughs> yeah, that's a story for another show. <laughs> yeah, I was horrified. I was oh. horrified, and it was a white jacket, so like I couldn't hide it. <laughs> oh, very good. Yeah, I'm right. surprised very you don't good. have a miracle where it turned to blood or no, maybe something. No, no, no. Oh. I was too anxious about what had happened. I got Jesus on me. What am I going to do? <laughs> I well, soaked it. I soaked it in water, and then you pour the water out to the know, earth. But there's, anyway. There's one other th- reason why I hope, and it is just that unexplainable, absolute certainty that is within me that I feel. You know, don't you think that's because it's a theological virtue? It's instilled in us? Yes. And matter of fact, it's funny because I got into the catechism and I actually read this. Catechism 1818 says this, and I'm not going to bore you. It's, it's very short, but it says, the virtue of hope responds to the aspiration to happiness, which God has placed in the heart of every man. Yeah. That's what he, kind of going back to what we were yes, saying earlier. I yes, have that same does. thing down because yes. I think it's true. Mm-hmm. So, so uh, relatable. We can relate to that. We all desire to be happy. Uh-huh. It's that that God shaped hole that they talk mm-hmm. about. That's in all of us. Mm-hmm. You know, it, there's that hope in us. You just there's a knowing. But see, this is so important. God infused it in us. Yeah, He wanted us to have it. Well, so yeah, the he, Scripture says He wrote it on our heart. But that's how important hope is. Mm-hmm. I mean, it's not like the other virtues where you go out and you kind of work towards it on your in your humanness. Yes. But this one, He wanted it so badly. Yeah. He gave it to us before we even knew about it. So when you get to get close to despair, which we do at different times in our life. It's, it's that hold on to hope, hold on to hope, pull out your Bible, you mm-hmm. know, pull out yeah, your Bible. find the means to do that. Maybe yes. it's scripture reading. Maybe it's going to mass. Maybe it's a friend that helps you with that, you know, pulls you. And the Lord, if you say that prayer, the Lord will send that friend, like that friend who came to you or that man who came with a truck know. full of phone books. <laughs> yes. The phone books. Yeah. And yes. Throw and, up one prayer. And it's as simple as maybe you've been nudged to call someone to tell them you're praying for them or to offer to pray for them. Yeah. You don't know what they're going through, but God yeah. knows. Yeah. You know? So those are reasons why we hope, but how, how can we be beacons of hope for others? Well, once we have that relationship with God and right. filled, he stirs that up in us, then we can take it to others and be hope for others. And for me, that it's kind of goes back to what we just talked about. I, you know, 
recently met a friend and I felt nudged by the Holy Spirit to go to her and say, I'm going to be your prayer friend. I, you know, you call me, text me in the moment, you know, when it's too hard to send a, a whole thing out to friends and I'll pray for you. And she did for a few months and then I didn't hear from her for a long time. And I thought, hmm. And I felt the strong nudge again to call, to text her. So I text her and say, Hey, how's it going? I haven't heard from you. She called me back in five minutes and she said, Julie, you'll never believe this. I was just standing here talking to my son and I'm going through some really difficulty. And I said to him, who's going to pray for me? Uh. And I got God bumps over that one because I had no idea she was doing that. And I know you've had that. You, you, so you were her personal prayer warrior. Yeah. yeah. I actually asked the Lord one time. I said, we've got all these people praying for a project we're working on, but I need a personal prayer warrior to lift me up. No more did I pray that within a couple days. I had a person come up to me who barely knew me who said she'd been in the chapel, and the Lord nudged her to be my personal prayer warrior. She goes, I don't know what this is about. This sounds weird, but I feel like I'm supposed to tell you this. I know. Don't do I couldn't believe it. Well, you were sitting there with yeah, me I when it happened. Her, yeah. It was unbelievable. So we, I was at a luncheon the other day, and I met these um, a friend, my friend who was hosting the luncheon, introduced me to one of her friends there. And I said, well, how did you two meet? And she goes, well, she was an answer to a prayer. And I said, I love when stories start like yes, that. Yes, and that's what it is. How to be a beacon of hope? Share stories. Yeah, because it, it renews, it shares God's power. We've got to share God's power because it renews all of us. Yes. Father Ubald, who was at St. Pius, he, he's got this special gift of healing. He came there, yeah. Yeah, and he said that. He said... Share your stories when you get healed because it builds up other people's faith yes. so that then they can be healed more easily. Yes. And too. sometimes that feels a little vulnerable, but that vulnerability gives gives us a lot of hope in the right sense. But it does for some people that's a little hard yeah. for them to share, but yeah. God wants you to share. Yes. Yes. Well and you know the obvious other ways of being a beacons of hope is when God prompts you to act, you know, whether it's to mm-hmm. act in kindness, charity, um, to to give kind words, to do acts of service. They're just small little things. Yep. And um, some some people, because of their state of life, can't do the soup kitchen, which are good, can't go to a mission, which are good. But sometimes, you know, we can bring it down to a, the kingdom of heaven is here is right. what I think of. It the kingdom of heaven is right here by doing those things. It can be a smile. Um, you know, whatever, it, kind of like um, St. Nick, you know, yeah. he really did act lovingly and, and he was charitable and, you know, he all those things. And, and then, of course... St. Mother of Teresa of Calcutta. I love this quote. Christmas is wherever you allow Christ to show his love through you to others. Mm-hmm. It's that idea of, yeah. of acting. And being a know? vessel for God and trusting yeah. him and allow him to work, surrendering, yes. to allow him to work through you because you yeah. experience the hope yourself. Yep. Yep. Bring it to others. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Yeah. When God prompts you to act, it's it's important to obey that prompt because yeah. he's usually... And I will say, having, I don't always act. You know, I've... I've, yep. I've choked, I'll say. I've choked, but, but I, God gives you another opportunity. I was just going to say that, too. Yeah, he just Don't, don't he beat does. yourself up. Just yeah. look for that next opportunity. Yeah, and many times when you obey God's prompts, you'll also find that um, he's speaking to you personally, and he wants to be in that personal relationship with you. So Absolutely. it's back, an opportunity to get closer to him. Back to relationship, yep. you know, it really yep. is. It really yep. is. Yep. Well, I think uh, Pope Francis, we found something from last year when he was speaking right before Christmas on finding hope in the nativity, which yes. I that really struck me because he says, you know, reflecting on the t- simpli- uh, nativity, we look at it, look at the, reflect on its simplicity and the nativity transmits hope. Each one of us, each one of those figures is immersed in this atmosphere of hope. So when you look at your nativity scene and I, for us, we put Jesus in on Christmas day um, and you're placing Jesus in the nativity scene. Stop for a minute and pause and think about what this is 
depicting? What's this transmitting? It's that hope. God is with us, Emmanuel. Yes, and he's with us in everything, not just at Christmas. He's with us at the mall. He's with us with our family, with our preparations for Christmas, with the dinner you're making, with sitting around. You know, I night. got an idea. What? We should take Jesus and put him in our pocket to help us remember. <laughs> <laughs> we're gonna, that's what we'll do next year. We'll, we'll have a bunch of baby Jesuses for our listeners to put in their pockets. So. Oh, oh we're getting here close to the end. Yeah. We are so, um, so it's 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 a, a great season for hope. So yeah, yeah, right. it is. Well, Catholic Women Now is thankful for the support of Fred Haas Law Offices. Mr. Haas is an experienced Iowa attorney with over thirty-five years of legal expertise, and we appreciate his support of the show. Fred Haas, Fred Double D, D Haas Double A dot com. That's right. So. This comes to the end of the show. Shall we close in prayer? Yes, in the name of the Father, and the Son, and the Holy Spirit. Amen. Oh, my God, relying on your almighty power and infinite mercy and promises, I hope to obtain pardon of my sins and the help of your grace and life everlasting through the merits of Jesus Christ, our Lord and Redeemer. Amen. Well, we wish you all a very Merry Christmas here from Catholic Women Now to you and your family. The Iowa Catholic Radio Rosary is next. Now go do impossible things with God. Talking about the things that matter most to you. Today's Catholic Women. Catholic Women Now with Julie Nelson and Chris Magruder is underwritten by Fred Haas. Over 30 years helping injured Iowans recover losses from accidents and work-related injuries. Fred Double D, Haas Double A. And Farm Bureau agent Cindy Schulte, a licensed representative of Blue Cross Blue Shield of Iowa. CindySchulte.com. Catholic Women Now with Julie Nelson and Chris Magruder every Thursday at 9 a.m. and 9 p.m. On the radio voice for Catholic Women Now. 1150 AM, 88.5 FM, and 94.5 FM. And on the Iowa Catholic Radio app. Iowa Catholic Radio. Radio.